This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. No, the Therese Paler Show begins now. 559-59. Jay Binkley sitting in for uh, Brandon Kyler. Be back tomorrow with the star of the show, Therese Paler. The Therese Paler Show. Therese, good evening to you. As I see you working your phone, because there's a lot going on right now. We're about to get into it, Therese. Yeah, you got that right. Thanks for having me, Bink. Uh, you know, it's a very good player out on the market right now. There sure That's, is. I think I know a place where you'd be pretty good. I think I know field. what you're talking about. Uh, Jalen Rams, yeah. uh, according to Shaft and, and Rappaport and the guys, and has requested. I don't know what your sources are telling you, Therese. I'm sure that uh, you've heard a lot of the same things. We saw what happened yesterday, the little dust-up with Doug Marone, not happy with each other on the sideline. Ramsey wants to be more man-to-man, and they got him playing a little more zone. He'd rather lock you up is what Jalen Ramsey would like to do. But it looks like now <laughs> the Minka Fitzpatrick thing may take a back seat. I don't know if uh, the value's still there for Minka. I love Minka Fitzpatrick and what he could do, but he's certainly I mean, he's a boundary corner, a slot corner. He did both last year. I think he played more in the slot, and he played a little bit of boundary corner, that short side corner last year. But then you have Jalen Ramsey, a lockdown guy. Therese? Is this the chess move the Chiefs need to do to counteract Antonio Brown? I mean, I think they need to take a really hard look at it just because Jalen Ramsey's an incredible football player. He doesn't turn 25 until October, right? So he's he's literally right about to enter his prime. Um, I thought so much of his ability that I predicted he'd be the defensive player of the year, right? So I felt like it's a contract year. He's 24. Like, I thought he was going to have a huge season. Undefeated, um, right, Therese? Yes, yeah, it's, it's undefeated. And, uh, listen, he'd be a great fit in this defense. You know, they run man stuff here. He can take away a number one receiver. He can wipe him out completely. Um, you know, he's the kind of guy that you feel very comfortable putting on a top guy. He's very competitive. He plays with an edge. Um, you know, I, I think whether or not – I mean, the, from a football standpoint, Jalen Ramsey is incredible. And um, – you know, he'd absolutely be a fit here. Also, as far as, like, the way this team is growing, like his age, he's right in the same age as Tyreek. He's right in the same age as Patrick Mahomes. So, like, you're not bringing in a guy who doesn't even fit with, like, the long-term aging of your core players. He fits right into it. Um, you know, the, the thing is, you know, at the end of the day, like, how comfortable are they with Jalen, um, the person? Um, you know, there's a lot going on. Like, he talks a lot, right? Um he plays with that chip, you know, and he didn't seem particularly happy with the hit he gave Tyreek Hill, um, you know, and there's, there, he's one of those guys that brings attention. He will tell you what he thinks. He's outspoken. Um, you know, historically, I don't, I, I, historically, when guys have, have taken it a little beyond just like keeping it to themselves, you know, Andy would deal with it for a little while, but guys like that typically don't last here that long. Um, of course, the NFL is the ultimate performance league. Jalen Ramsey is an incredible player, and if you make an exception for a guy, you'd make it for him. He loves the game of football, and I do think there's a reasonable chance that if you add him here, it'd be just like Dion in San Francisco in 94. Wow. Wow. That's a big-time comparison right there. 
uh, Therese, for what he meant. But do the Chiefs have the leadership, though? Because I look at the Chiefs with a lot different player acumen than what I do Jacksonville. A lot more street cred with the players. You got the MVP. You got the honey badger that everybody looks up to. You got Frank Clark that's not going to mess around with you. And you got Travis Kelsey, the best tight end of the game. The Chiefs have better pieces than what Jacksonville does as far as that leadership capability is concerned, Therese. Does that make a difference? Absolutely. I think, you know, at the end of the day, Jalen's been upset about the quarterback play there. He's got a reason to be, you know. He, he he's a, That's okay. Like, he's upset about his coach and he's upset about his quarterback. Like, that team went in the last year with Blake Bortles, right? Um, that's not going to be an issue here. This team is ready-made to win. This team's going to be right in the mix to win a championship. And if Jalen Ramsey cares about football, which by all accounts he does, remember coming into the draft, like people were using the words like alpha, swagger, cares about football, holds teammates accountable. You know, I think there's a pretty reasonable chance that you know, he'll come here and like he'll tell you exactly what he thinks. But the attention that he'll bring you just be for stuff he says um, about opponents, which I think a football team can take a little bit of that. And if you look at this team right now, you know, outside of Frank Clark, like it, he's the only one really that kind of give you that sound bite um, that might inflame opponents. I think you could take one more. You know, I think you could do it. He's a special player. Um, if they don't do it, it'd be because they didn't like the locker room fit, um, you know, especially after what happened with Tyreek. But if they did do it, it'd be because they're very, very serious about winning a Super Bowl. And it's, no matter what, it's something you better think about because I can tell you this right now. You're going to have to, if you trade for Jalen Ramsey, you're going to have to give him the highest contract of any corner has ever gotten. I would do that. I think he's that talented. I would have zero qualms about paying him um, from that perspective. Um, and, and if you also traded him, you just have to have a lot of faith that um, he'd fit in here with these guys. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. That guy demands respect. You know, it's easy to give it to a guy who's that good and that likable. So I think it's a reasonable chance, man. Um, I think it's a reasonable chance it'd work out. We'll have to see if they do it. Well, you'd have the four most important positions Locked up. Yeah. Uh, pass, shut down corner, pass rusher, quarterback, obviously, number one, and uh, left tackle. Yep. You would have all four of those All guys. in the same age range, too. All in the so same they grow together. They're priced out at the same time, right? I just think you'd have to check his ego maybe a little bit in the door because there's some guys in there, you know, some high acumen in the National Football League when he looks around that locker room. And of course, Andy Reid, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit, <laughs> a lot different in stature yeah. than Doug Marone. A little bit more respect factor, I would, I would think. Yeah, for Jalen. Well, well, I, well, I know. Well, well, the best thing about bringing in Ramsey from a football perspective is you're right. Like, obviously, you've got all these people that kind of demand respect, right? Like Steve Spagnuolo's won a Super Bowl before, so like, hey, you know, you gotta acknowledge that. Um, but the best thing is that this knocks all your corners down a peg, right? Whereas bringing in Minka really wouldn't do that. Um, even though he would help, he's at his best, in my opinion, as a slot guy. Um, then as a boundary guy, but the only problem with that is that the Chiefs only seem to use Kendall Fuller as a slot guy, mm-hmm. so it seems like a bit of a duplication of skills there, even though, like, it's still, you know, look, there still would be better with Mika Fitzpatrick. I'm just saying Jalen Ramsey gives them something they, they just don't have, which is a 100% pure alpha dog outside corner that can wipe out a number one receiver in the NFL, any receiver. You put Jalen Ramsey in his prime right now against – Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown, um, you know, anybody with Philly, you know, Amari Cooper, 
all these Michael Thomas, all these guys, you would feel pretty good about Jalen's chances against them. Tony Brown? To- yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, like, you'd have a pretty good chance. You'd feel pretty good about it. So, yeah. I think uh, from the Chiefs' perspective, it's something you have to think about. Isn't Minka more in the line? When I, when I think of the Honey Badger and the things he can do, uh, Thornhill, what you think he can do, that, that's kind of Minka Fitzpatrick, too. I mean, they used to, Nick Saban used him all over the place. I mean, the guy will play linebacker. They play box safety. Like I said, a lot of times he's boundary corner there. Uh, that started heating up a little bit as far as the Cowboys may have backing out of that deal. And it looked like the Seahawks and the Chiefs showing a lot more of that interest towards Minka Fitzpatrick. Is that cool now? Or is um, does he come at a smaller price now because of Jalen Ramsey? What's Jalen Ramsey going to cost? Oh, I mean, it's at least it, – it, I mean, if I were the Jaguars, I wouldn't train him for anything less than two firsts. That's how special he is. He's he's not even 25 yet. That's the thing. Like, you're not just trading for Jalen. You're trading for the next four years of Jalen, who's like an elite cornerback with the superstar development trait, right? So, you know, I, I would think it'd at least take two first-round picks. Um, and if it takes anything less than that, you got to steal, um, especially if you know that you've already got the alpha dog coach, the alpha dog quarterback, um, and, and kind of a history of winning that – for a player like this where it really does matter, like winning really does matter to Jalen Ramsey, um, I think the chances are pretty reasonable he'd be okay. That would be uh, four straight years then without a first-round pick. I think you, it's okay. you got to pay a price to get good players. Who are you going to draft at number 28 this year that was better than Frank Clark? Nobody. No, I love that. You know, no, no, right. Like yep. Patrick Mahomes was worth five first-round <laughs> picks, right? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, I hear you. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, you know, but I would do it. like I, But, man, the team's built. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're not looking at a team that's not built. I mean, they're, not the, they're not the Raiders here No, that needed those five first-round picks to get rolling. They got them. This team's built. And, um, you know, I think if you went beyond, like, two first-round picks, you know, then maybe it's – but, like, even – he's just a special player who's still young. It's just like, you know, you can – this is why I like the Amari Cooper trade for the Cowboys last year, and I was one of the few. Yeah, they gave up a first-round pick. Well, so what? Amari Cooper's 24 years old. So, like, you're getting a guy who's young enough to fit in with your core, but you're missing the growing pains years. He's going to come right in and have experience and be ready to play. This is like Jalen. Like, if you draft a young corner, which I'm sure they do with their first-round pick if they don't trade it, most rookies stink, right? So, like, it would take a year for him to at least be resemble the player that he should be. Just like if you just drafted an edge rusher, you weren't going to get Frank Clark at 28 this year. You weren't going to get it. So, um you know, this team's in a unique position. You know, Andy Reid's 62 years old. You know, he wants to win a Super Bowl as a head coach. Um, you know, they know what they've built, and they know that this window don't last forever. Look at, I mean, look at their team, Bink. Like, yeah. hey, man, they've been getting beat up these last few weeks, right? Like, you don't know when how long these windows last. So, unless the Chiefs know something about Jalen Ramsey's person that they don't like, that they don't think would mesh with this group, because I really wouldn't try to threaten that chemistry. Unless they know something like about that that I'm not like privy to, I think it would make a lot of sense. Does he seem like to you? Because he seems to me to be a pretty popular player. I, Among the players, he just seems yeah, to be that That one. matters to me, too. Yeah, I mean, know? he seems to be that kind of guy that people like. Yeah, no, that matters to me, too. And I There's think, a conflict with Doug Marone, but the well, players seem to like You know what? Guess what? Maybe Jalen has a point yep. with Doug Marone and what the Jaguars have done. Like, maybe he has a point. Maybe they have wasted, like, some, some years here, right? Maybe he is right to not trust Doug Marone. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes players get in trouble for being honest. Um, and, a, and a change of scenery can be good for them, right? Um, one thing Andy won't tolerate is, 
you know, the kind of talk that uh, kind of like divide a team, like even privately, like he won't tolerate, you know, players denigrating coaches privately. Um, at least he won't tolerate it beyond the season. Okay, so, you know, um, if you if you come here, you got to understand that this is a top down deal, and you do have to understand chain of command. Now they might not get rid of you immediately after you have some insubordination, but eventually the Reaper will come for you because Andy's too old to deal with that. He just doesn't, in my opinion, I don't think that's something they're interested in. Yeah, it, one one last thing before we go to break, J, the, the Jaguars. Well, what's their situation? How did they think they were going to be this year? Did they think they were going to return two years ago with Nick Foles? Because Gardner Minshew, listen, listen, I got a Washington State hit on. I watch a lot of Gardner Minshew. But, you know, getting off the plane, looking like he's coming from the 70s, doing the old. I like Gardner you know, Minshew. I do, too. He's he's out there. But, I mean, again, if you're Jalen Ramsey, you're looking yeah, at it and saying, like, do I want to go play for the Mahomes? Or do I want to look like a guy looking like Dirk Diggle? Uh, <laughs> you know? A hundred percent. Like, that. that's fair, man. Like, a hundred percent, that's fair. Like, if you're Jalen Ramsey, you're like, God, when is Nick Foles coming? Back, you know, what are, he might be, what, we might be three and six by then. I, I, I get it. You know, I understand. Um, if you're Jalen Ramsey going from, going from the rent, <laughs> the Jaguars to the Chiefs would be a huge win. And uh, if the, if the Chiefs are all at, are at all comfortable with Jalen Ramsey, the person, that's the kind of thing that I think would make a lot of sense. Even if you had to pay him um, the league's highest paid corner, uh, money contract ever for a corner, which I would do, and give up a couple first-round picks. I would do that for him. That's Trez Paylor's thoughts on Jalen Ramsey. We'll get into the Chiefs game uh, next. Did the defense actually improve? I'll ask that for Trez Taylor. Uh, Trez Paylor next. The Trez Paylor Show, six ten Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Trez Paylor Show with Trez Paylor right here in studio. I'm sitting in for Brandon Kylie. This is Jay Binkley. You can follow Trez on Twitter at Therese Paylor. Writes for Yahoo. And I've mentioned this before. Y'all should do it. Get the Yahoo Sports app. Not only does uh, anytime Teres put a story out there, you get that. But also the notes on the podcast with Charles Robinson, which you can download, which I recommend you doing. This stuff is great as they look around the NFL. But not only that. You can watch NFL games on there. The NFL has a deal with Yahoo. You can sit there and surf around to whatever game you want to watch, Therese. This, it's a, that app has been money, man. It's been money. I'm glad money. that you like Oh, every glad year. that you like it, man. Uh, no, it's perfect. You can also watch football games on there. You know, so. Surfing yeah. around, watching yeah. whatever game you want. It's getting close. Yeah, it's a good app, man. I, I, I encourage people to read my stories and check that out for sure. Also listen to our podcast. Charles and I work very hard to make it entertaining and informational for you guys. It's absolutely a tweet here. It's kind of what I alluded to right before we went to break. Before we move on to the Chiefs, why would Jacksonville want to deal Ramsey to Kansas City? That was kind of my point in Therese there. How do they, how do they, how are they viewing themselves? Are they viewing them as the team that went to the AFC title game, or are they kind of lost in the shuffle now because Marone and Ramsey don't get along? Foles is out. You got Gardner Minshew in. I mean, do they still see the Chiefs as a threat? Do they think they can get into this thing with Big Ben being out or? In the AFC, I mean, what's going on? You know, I think at the end of the day, they're going to care more about getting the best value they can for the picks. If the Chiefs offer more than other teams, they'll take the deal. Um, you know, but if they offer the same, then you start thinking about, okay, you know, can we get this guy out of the conference? So it would be up to the Chiefs to topple what, like, other teams are uh, would be offering. And uh, one other thing you got to remember, like, the Chiefs' first-round pick, like, no matter what, it's going to be right at the end of the first round. Like, if a team, like, right in the middle – 
would offer like a first a couple first round picks there's a pretty good chance the value of those picks would be better than what the Chiefs could offer so again those are things that you kind of have to think about if you're Jacksonville but you know being in the same conference is pretty low on the list you'd be trying to get the best value for the player for the piece that you can and especially if you don't think he's going to be long-term with you. Like, right. Especially if you don't think Well, they didn't pay him. They yeah. decided not to pay him this offseason. Yeah. He so. showed up in the Brinks truck. It's pretty yeah. cool. You're going to like take <laughs> Joe with that, huh? Yeah. The, a little Deion Sanders <laughs> flair. You know, I, I brought up the Deion comparison, and I, I didn't just pull that up out of nowhere. Like, they both went to Florida State. Um, Jalen spent time with Deion Sanders before the draft. Like, he kind of gets, like, the whole sense of, like, flair. Um, and I think that once this guy gets out of Jacksonville, you'll see him, like, as a personality, goes to, like, another level as a brand, right? Jacksonville is one of the league's smallest markets. It's hard to make waves there. But if he got to a place like Kansas City, which is another small market, but this team's going to be good for a long time. You know, I think that's the kind of thing that could even help Jalen's brand, help sure. endorsements, that kind of thing. And the attention Mahomes gets. Mahomes on everything. I mean, mm-hmm. just that attention right there. Kansas City's no longer flyover country. It's kind of like Indianapolis with Peyton. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. He Bay-ish. makes you relevant. Yeah, yeah, they're relevant. The city's yep. relevant with Patrick Mahomes. All right, to the game yesterday, Therese. Did you see any difference with this defense? I'll put you in the list. It did look like they made adjustments. We didn't see a lot of these adjustments with Bob Sutton. They were down 10 to nothing. They were slicing right through this defense. But then they started making the adjustments, putting more pressure on Derek Carr. Yeah, um, I did see the defense. I thought the defense was a little bit better, right? Um, I was really impressed with... Chris Jones, I thought he was great yesterday. Um, you know, run defense, pass rush. If he plays like that, you teams over Frank Clark, the Chiefs are going to be very difficult to handle. Um, I think the Chiefs' pass defense is still a little vulnerable. Like, you can still throw on them a little bit. Um, I do like what I've seen from Bashad Breeland. I thought Kendall Fuller made a few plays, too. And, look, Charverius Ward had an interception. So, like, you know, I thought for the most part they played really well after falling behind 10-0. They didn't get flustered at all, which is what I expect from a championship-level team. But it, it is clear, you know, they, they still need help at cornerback. I know Morris Claiborne is going to help. But if you're the Chiefs and you can get to a situation where Charverius Ward is your fourth corner and he, he's your backup kind of on the outside, you know, now you're looking at a defense that really doesn't have a lot of weaknesses at all. So, um, you know, you add more help at the cornerback position, which I think they want to do at some point. Um, you know, if that's something that you can do, you know, that, that kind of vaults you up into that point where when things get, you know, critical in January, you have kind of the weapons on defense to take away weapons on offense. We're getting close to Mo Claiborne coming back. Two more yeah. weeks for that. You expect him right away because I, I, I don't. And mm-hmm. – Part of the reason is you have to stay away from the facility. You're not there training. Mm-hmm. And everybody's expecting, you know, him to step right in there week five. And, I, you know, I don't know, Therese. I don't know if it's going to take a little time to gel. It's a new system, new coaches. Um, could, I was thinking more like he'll still play, mm-hmm. but, like, to be totally effective like you want Mo Claiborne, I'm looking at maybe midseason, like week that's seven, about eight. Right. Is that that's about, about right? right. That's about right. You know, it, and that's fine because, again, like nothing that really happens – this season matters until January. These guys are going to win double-digit games. They're going to win the division, you know, as long as, like, a critical injury doesn't happen to the wrong guy. Um, they're going to win this division. So what the Chiefs have to do is focus on getting better in areas that the teams in January are going to focus on. And I know I say that a lot, but that's true. Like, we've seen this team reach the division around. You know, they've reached the AFC Championship game. Like, we want to see this team – take the next step, and that's get to the Super Bowl and win it. And you have to make moves now that can help you do it. That's where the priority has to be. 
Well, you look at the defense last year. They held Jacksonville to 14 at Arrowhead. They held the Raiders to three at the end, but the Raiders really didn't care much about that game. <laughs> but they're winning comfortably. I mean, this is kind of what I thought was Spags to come in. I mean, you have a 14-point win mm-hmm. on the road in Jacksonville. You win 28-10 to 10 to the Raiders. And you've seen the Raiders stand up and beat the Chiefs from time to time, and especially when they were 0-10, the Chiefs are 7-3. and crushed their season. They didn't yeah. make the playoffs that year. But comfortable wins. You know, Mahomes can score his points. The defense slows down. All right, the two warts that do concern me, though, Therese, the Raiders did run for 129. They're over seven yards mm-hmm. of carry. Yep. Jacksonville was over five yards of carry. Now they only had 81 yards. We're like, well, it's only 81 yards rushing. Well, they had to throw the ball to get back in the game. So it was limited. Yeah. Because yeah. that's always been, you know, the problem with the Chiefs. And as you move forward to January, and the teams like to play, the Anthony Lynn talked about this. Use your offense as a defense like the Ravens did last year. Mm-hmm. You concerned at all with the ro- – Yeah, you, exactly. They had the ball more in the first half. The Chiefs did the entire game. Mm-hmm. Are you worried about the run defense, or do you think this thing starts to gel around week four or five? Always worried about the run defense. They could have the league's, you know, they could have the league's 12-ranked run defense. I'd be worried about it in January because we've just seen it fail them um, in January for the last six years. So I just want to see um, I want to see it happen when it matters. Um, I do think it's better than last year. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, Frank Clark's effort against the run on the down – to down bases um, is a good thing. Like, it's there. It's palpable. You can see it. Um, Chris Jones, I think, is better against the run. Um, and I think Spags' defense, you know, these four big down linemen that get athletic and long, like, it, it lends itself to being more sound against the run. Um, yeah, like, it's something to keep an eye on, man. And uh, I also think the Chiefs' run game is something to keep an eye on, too. Yeah, it's one of the flip sides, too, with, with you know, Here's a guy named Damien Williams. Never had more than 50 carries in a season. Listen, he struggled as a running back this year, and they brought LaShawn McCoy in. And we don't know. These guys were a little dinged up. Mm-hmm. McCoy was dinged up a little bit, mm-hmm. and, and so is LaShawn McCoy. We might see some more Darwin Thompson. Carlos Hyde's, by the way, having a pretty good year. He uh, is. I, don't, I, I couldn't believe. I mean, I'm like, wow, where was this guy? Yeah. Here? He was great. Yeah, he's looking a lot better than he did in St. Joe. But are you concerned with the running game? Because to me, and I heard Tyree Kill's been in discussion. I, I've heard the – you know, Tyree Kill doesn't matter. Look, Sammy Watkins is putting up. But I was worried about Sammy getting attention, and it showed a little bit with it the Raiders. It did show. Yeah. It showed him getting attention. Yep. Now, what's going to happen when, when teams focus? Like, the, the Patriots didn't, and he ate in that game because they were focused on Hill and Kelsey. To me, Tyree Kill makes the running game better. He, he makes guys everybody out of the box. Yeah. But th- there's no way to slight his impact and not being in there. Forget sure. about the wide receiver numbers. What do you think about his impact with the run game? I mean, you know football, so yeah, sure. Like his, he his his presence automatically makes him the number one receiving op, number one offensive option for Mahomes that you have to take away. Which means that the running backs are going to get lighter boxes. That means that the running backs will almost always get single coverage um, when they run routes, and that means that Sammy Watkins will almost always get single coverage as well because teams have to devote extra resources to Kelsey. And Hill, right? So the Chiefs' number three and number four options are pretty doggone good. And um, when you add in McCole Hardman and Sammy and you in these running backs, so yeah, it affects the run game when Hill isn't out there because you can do some things to take away, um, to take away Sammy Watkins in the run game if you really want to. But what you see is that you can't take away those four things. So take away the run game, take away Sammy Watkins. Well, Travis Kelsey's gonna light you up. And DeMar- your number, the number two receiver, which was Demarcus Robinson, he's gonna light you up too. That's the key here for the Chiefs. They got to be able to beat you in four different ways. And as long as those four components are up to snuff, 
they're always going to be able to score because their quarterback sees everything and he can flick it with with just a quick snap of the wrist and he's got an absolute cannon. Patrick Mahomes has completely unlocked Andy Reid's vast playbook and all the stuff he's drawn up. You know, it, it's so much fun to watch Mahomes play. And, uh, you know, I mean, arguably his best throw yesterday was called back. The the one where he, on the bum ankle, where he eluded pressure and just juked up a little bit and sidearm slung it. Like, it was a heck of a throw. Everybody's talking about his numbers. He would have been over 500. He'd be like 5'10 and 5 touchdowns. It's ridiculous, man. So, it's about getting these guys healthy, and I'm glad you brought up Tyreek Hill. You're right. Like, the running game is going to eat when that guy is around and healthy. When he's not, you know, that affects the four the four options in the offense that I just talked about. And defenses have to make their choice. Yeah. We'll talk about D-Rob for just a second, but also some burning questions that I think affect the Chiefs. There's some things going around in the NFL that I think affects the Kansas City Chiefs more of the Therese Paler Show next. The Therese Paler Show, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Therese Paler Show. I'm Jay Binkley sitting in here for Brandon Kylie. Follow Therese Paler on Twitter for all the great NFL news at Therese Paler. And also download that Yahoo app so you get his stories. You can watch the NFL games live as well. And he's got a great podcast. Subscribe to that with uh, Charles Robinson, one of the best NFL podcasters in the business. Uh, you were mentioning Mahomes, Therese. And before we get into some burning questions in the NFL that I do think impact the Chiefs uh, considerably, to be honest with you. Uh, DeMarcus Robinson, I don't know how you feel about him. I like him. And I like the connection he has with Mahomes. I like working out in the offseason with him and everything else. What we saw yesterday, and I know... Mahomes can make a start of anybody. He did it with Albert Wilson. He got Albert Wilson a lot of money. He needs Christmas cards from Albert Wilson. Marcus <laughs> Robinson, he even got a call from Deion Sanders. You ball, you get the call. He even right. gets a call from Deion. He didn't work on those skills a little bit because Deion was trying to get him to talk. But I'll say this. Demarcus Robinson gave the Chiefs in that game what I think they hoped Conley to do ever since Conley was here. That game by Demarcus Robinson's why Conley's not here anymore because he gave them in one game what they wanted from that cat who just destroyed the combine. Which was the number three receiver that could work at number three corner, right? Like, Demarcus Robinson is never going to have to work against double coverage. Like, they just want a guy that can beat another guy and win most of the time to be like a backup option on the in the instances where I've already talked about defenses choose to divert their attention elsewhere, which would be every week, right? So, you know, it's a contract year for Demarcus Robinson. Um, he's got the best quarterback in football throwing him the football. He's talented. Um, I'm not surprised he's having a nice season. I think he's going to continue to do so. Um, he's somebody that's not like a complete burner, but he's really he's athletic enough to to defeat coverage. Um, you know, he's close friends with Tyreek Hill. You know, Tyreek roots for him. I think that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Um, and I, I think that in a lot of ways, man, like you know, he, he's he's a he's a He's playing the way they hoped Conley would before he tore his Achilles. He actually, Conley was playing pretty good before he tore his Achilles a couple years ago. Um, he was kind of giving them what they needed with Alex Smith, but now this is a different deal because Patrick just reaches everybody at every level of the field. Have you ever been as impressed with the quarterback that you see with him considering considering the wheel, not being able to plant that foot down and still do what he was able to do? And everybody's amazing. talking about the numbers. But, again, we were talking about it there in the break. I mean, he got a 72-yard touchdown called back in the third quarter. I know the Raiders and Chiefs didn't score in the second half. 
They scored. LaShawn McCoy held. That would have been over 500 yards and five touchdowns, man. And he would have. And he's already leading Sports Center and NFL Network and all this today. It would have even been more so. Yeah, he's amazing. You know, he. You know, it. <laughs> if Tyreek Hill was on the field, they would have scored 42 points. You know, it, it would have put it up on the Raiders. It would not have been as close. But I do think Oakland's heading in the right direction. Um, you know, I, I have been impressed with just the progress they've made and uh, they will continue to make that progress. I think the guys are still playing hard for John, despite the way they handled the uh, Antonio Brown deal. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how that goes for him going forward. Cause I do think, you know, John's building something and, you know, in less than a year, they'll be playing like in a real stadium and they'll have like real facilities, you know, it's going to be nice in Vegas and that's a place people want to play and they like going, you know, I think, you know, down the road, you know, the Raiders are going to be a problem. But, you know, no matter what, the Chiefs are going to have the best player and quarterback in the division for a long time. And they're they're probably about to run off one of those Peyton Manning-like streaks of division titles. No sewage in Vegas. He really even pointed that out uh, yesterday. Therese, let's look around the NFL that does impact the Chiefs. Big Ben out for the year. And Mason Rudolph now the quarterback. Now, I will say this, Therese. Well, flashback, because I know you love college football. 2014 Oklahoma State recruiting class, all right? Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, James Washington, Mason Rudolph. Same recruiting class. Isn't that insane when wow. you think about it? Wow. I uh, yeah, they, They're clearly doing something right down there in Stillwater. <laughs> um, but now it's those guys. Two of those guys, you know, in, in Pittsburgh going to be relied on. But uh, They better pick it up. Is, is Pittsburgh even stand a chance to make the playoffs now? They have a chance to make the playoffs. Like, Do I think they can go to the Super Bowl? No. Um, Offense has been uh, disappointing, it's particularly their passing offense. It just it looks disjointed. They can't get stuff going downfield. They don't have Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I thought I, I watched the Steelers game pretty closely yesterday. I thought uh, I thought Rudolph was pretty functional. Now is that good enough to go to the Super? No, it's not good enough to go to, especially in this conference, especially with the Chiefs and Patriots like there. But uh, you know, I do think that you know. You know, he has a chance to be functional, and they could go nine and seven or something like that. Um, he needs more from James Washington. You know, they need more from their outside receivers. Deontay Johnson needs to take over for Dante Moncrief, and I think the Steelers. You know, they they just got to get more from their skill players. Um, I think they got they caught a break. James Conner's going to be okay, but uh, I think that number three spot in the AFC is up for grabs, and I think the team that's playing the best right now of the teams outside the Chiefs and the Patriots actually the. Um, Actually, the Ravens. Like I, I like what I'm seeing from the Ravens. And the Bills, I'm, I was in on the Bills in August, and I was in on the Bills in July, and I'm in on the Bills now. I think they, they got a chance to get in a, get a wild card spot. I like what I see in Buffalo. Well, we'll see a good one this weekend. Lamar Jackson versus uh, Patrick Mahomes. I think that's the early season MVP role right there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's early, man. And that's Drew, okay. It's early. And, you know, last year was Drew Brees fighting back and forth with Mahomes. Mahomes taking it over. But here's the thing, though. With the Steelers, everything's breaking the Chiefs' way except for the Antonio Brown deal. I think that was that hurt when he goes to New England. That hurt. Mm-hmm. Now, Andrew, I love the Colts with Andrew Luck. Right when he goes out, I mean, I took. You see what Chris Ballard he took an offensive line that gave up the most sacks in seventeen to the fewest sacks in eighteen, and a big part of that was his draft with Clinton Nielsen and Braden Smith, mm-hmm. the local kid mm-hmm. that turned that. I liked where the Colts were heading, but you lose Luck. And now Pittsburgh loses Ben. Those are two out of the three things breaking the Chiefs. So Brown didn't, 
but those things did kind of break the Chiefs' way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Chris Ballard knows what he's doing up there, and the Colts were building a team that could contend for the AFC. And um, Jacoby Brissett's a solid player. I think he's better than a lot of people think, but I still think absolute best-case scenario, that's a 10-16 that probably tops out of the divisional round. So that's the absolute best-case scenario. Like, realistic, they're 8-8. Eight and eight. You know, yeah, they're so, going to be a scary team with the injury look playing at home. Yeah, it's they, on the be road, different. he's a much different quarterback. Yeah, it's going to be different, right? So, um, yeah, I, <laughs> the, the Chiefs got some breaks there, and you know, we'll see. By the way, we'll see about the Patriots. You know, they got a couple guys and Gordon and Antonio Brown that haven't been totally reliable for their teams over the last few years. So we'll we'll have to see. You know, the the important thing for the Patriots is that right now it doesn't really matter. What matters is, um, you know. January, like those guys got to be there and available for them for this to make a difference against the Chiefs. It was a team that was one and two last year. Mm-hmm. They had some bad losses, lose 26 to the Titans, lost to the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Yep. Patriots has, the Chiefs didn't have those bad losses. Patriots did. Didn't matter. They won exactly. the Super Bowl. Exactly. But when you think about the Patriots, we'll start with their defense looks absolutely dominating. And that's a big concern because they look like the best complete football team. In the national football, Chiefs were great offense last year, but it's the biggest disparity between the offense, you know, and the defense of all the playoff teams. The Patriots, the way this defense is playing with that offense, how concerned should oh, we? Yeah, be? They look great. They look great right now. And you know, one the the problem is that like Belichick's teams don't get worse as the season goes on. They typically get better, and they already look really good now. What they did to the Steelers, what they did to the Dolphins. So, um, you know. It, they're going to be a team to have. you're going to have to deal with. Their, their defense is on point, man. And you just know that huh, over the course of the year, you know, Belichick's going to find the things the Chiefs struggle with, and they're going to have to – the Chiefs are going to have to execute those things well to, to beat them in the playoffs, which is easier said than done. Trez Paler show. Uh, around the NFL next, Trez, there's a lot of storylines going around That's the right. NFL, including teams in this division that I want to get your opinion on, opinions on. We do that next. The Therese Paler Show, 610 Sports Radio. Therese Paler Show rolls along. I'm Jay Bingley yeah, yeah. in for BK with Therese Paler. A guy that I've known, and I know I've told the story, Therese. But I love the story. You on the high school beat, man. Me and you trying to fit in the press box in Carney. <laughs> it just wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen, man. It's, but but we got our jobs done, though, man. We got our we jobs did. done. You were covering high school for like all year. I mean, it's Sam Mellinger, I remember seeing him. You know, when yeah, I We all high came school. up that way. It was we great, did, man. It was great. Like I Look, man, I've been in Kansas City 13 years, man, yeah. and I've covered everything here. Uh, everything yeah. that, that's been here, I cover. Sporting Kansas City, World Team Tennis, Arena Football, anything – Countless golf tournaments, Mizzou. Mizzou, anything that's Kansas City Royals. I was the backup beat writer. Anything that's happened in Kansas City from a sports perspective, every single state tournament, I've covered it at some point, which is why I'm still tied to this city. I love Kansas City. I've grown up here. Um, that's why I'm so happy to be able to do this show here. You know, I know I cover the whole league, but Kansas City is my home. They like you. All right, Therese, let's go around the NFL with a lot of burning questions that I have for you now. Um, Ravens. They for real, because what we saw from what we saw in that game, Lamar Jackson becomes the first player in NFL history to throw for at least 250 and run for 120 in a regular season game. I like this cat. He's the only player ever to go 3,000 and 1,000, two straight years in college football. Impressive stuff from Lamar Jackson. 
This guy's no running back. This guy's a quarterback. Absolutely. I liked him and Baker Mayfield the best right. out of that quarterback class. That's good. Lamar Jackson is no joke. If the Chiefs are going to stop him, Trez, they got to set that edge. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, and they better, they better also be ready for Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is Lamar Jackson's security blanket. He loves him. Um, you you got to take him away. Um, and, and you got to take away the deep shots to Hollywood Brown. You can do that. You got a shot. I'm not crazy about their other targets. Um, I also think they're going to test you on the ground. Mark Ingram looks really good right now. Very spry. And we know the way Baltimore wants to play football. Um, look, Lamar Jackson was my all-juice quarterback two years ago. My all-juice quarterback this year was Kyler Murray. and Three years ago was Patrick Mahomes. So I'm feeling pretty you good about the my Ravens. last They three. played the Ravens last um, week. Yeah, yeah. And Hollywood Kyler, and uh, Kyler uh, exchanged years. Yeah, you know what? Kyler looked pretty good. So, um Look, this is going to be a great showdown. And I think we were talking about this off the air a little bit. Like, you know, I think you can make a case that whichever quarterback leads their team to win, provided they play well, you know, it'll be like you'll be the early season MVP. Like, we can start talking about that. Start talking. Let's look at the AFC West. Chargers played two close ones. <laughs> lose to Detroit. Should the Chargers be concerned about Chargers? Because everybody loves yeah, the Chargers. No, they need to worry they about Chargers. Chargers. I wasn't crazy about the Chargers to start the year. You can go check the tape. All right, Bank. I wasn't crazy nah, about these either, guys. Man. I'm like, hey, listen, everybody loves the Chargers. Guess what? Derwin James is hurt. Okay, Derwin James is hurt and for the whole year. And, like, who's protecting Phillip Rivers? And who knows where the hell they're, Gordon is? Their tackles stink, like, right now. So, like, what? Phillip Rivers isn't running away from people. So, I, I thought that was an 8-8, eight 9-7 and, eight, nine and seven team. Like, yes, they need to be concerned. They don't have Melvin Gordon. They're better with him, but their other backs have been pretty solid. Um, but, yeah, they're not as good as they'd otherwise be without those guys. Speaking of the AFC West, are the Broncos this bad? I, I got to tell you something. If you hire a defensive head coach and you're facing the Raiders and John Gruden and you're facing Mitchell Trubisky, you know, Vic Fangio, you got to be able to create a turnover in your first two games. There's no reason that the Bears should have been able to go in there and beat the Broncos as bad as Trubisky's been. Um, that defense has to get it together. They've got a good edge rush. You know, the rest of it, like where are the plays? Like those guys have to make plays. I will tell you, I'm wholly unimpressed with the offense and Joe Flacco. Surprise, surprise. I do like their running game. Cortland, Cortland Sutton, I like him a lot too. But I'm going to tell you, man, I just, you know, Broncos, I, I think that, that looks like a 6-10 and 10 team to me. Here's the deal. The Broncos zigged when everybody else sat going fading. Yeah. I wasn't wild about how he talked about a guy like Drew Locke, you know, several times mm-hmm. during the preseason. And I didn't like what he said after the Hall of Fame game. I didn't think it was the encouraging type of thing. Maybe that's just me. I, listen, I, I watched Drew Locke a lot here in town, just like you did. Mm-hmm. Great guy at Mizzou. Led the nation in touchdown passes two years ago. That did not seem like the type of encouragement from your head coach that you would expect from a rookie. I'm more concerned about how Drew Locke is getting coached. I because I think he's okay with like not playing this year. Like I okay, I think he's fine. I think he understands he needs to learn the game. I think he's got to do better at processing. Like I get all that, but I think uh, you know I'm I'm I think they needed to do what they needed to do to bring Gary Kubiak back. Because I think that we see the impact he's having in Minnesota with that ground game and Kirk Cousins, who was awful on Sunday. But like still, you know they. The ground game and the marriage of it, it fits what Drew Locke would do best. I'm more concerned about how he's being coached and the type of career, start he's getting to his career. What about the Titans? Colts beat the Titans. Titans a nice win yeah. in week one. A great win in week one. The team legit or 
they fuse the win. I think they're all right. I think they're just they're competitive. If you make some mistakes, they'll beat you. But that's an eight and eight team to me. Um, you know, they're not going to be bad like they were a couple years ago without luck because Brissett's functional. But um, you know, I don't think that I wouldn't consider them a threat to the top two teams in the AFC. Drew Brees going to be out for a while, so it's a Teddy yeah. Bridgewater show. Yeah. Uh, does this change the balance? I, I had the Saints, and the Chiefs, in the Super Bowl before yeah, the season. I thought the Saints were the best team in the NFC last year. Didn't work out. Bad calls. We can go over that a million it's, times. Does this change the balance of the power yeah. of the NFC? Who's going to step up to the Rams? I'll tell you why. Here, here's why it is, because I think for Drew Brees and the Saints to get back to the Super Bowl, they need a home field advantage. And this creates a scenario where they won't have the best record in the conference and they'll have to go on the road to win in the playoffs. Um, so I like the Eagles and I think the Cowboys look a lot better than we thought. So I think those two teams um, kind of step up right into that mix along with the Rams um, as far as being Super Bowl contender. It may look the Saints can still do it. Their, their path, their road just got a lot harder. Monday night football. The Browns embarrassed yeah. in week one. <laughs> facing the New York Jets with their quarterbacks that's got mono. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that, that happens to a grown man. I don't either. What is that? <laughs> I don't even know exactly. How do you get that? I don't know. I don't know. How do, he gets mono. He's out, what, three to seven weeks. Trevor Simeon, Luke Fox, speaking of uh, Washington State quarterbacks, uh, elevated, a former draft pick, mm-hmm. gets elevated to the roster. Can the Browns turn things around? Was that an anomaly what happened last yeah, week? Yeah, I think they'll turn it around. They're a better football team than what they showed last week against the Titans. Not to take anything away from the Titans, I thought their game plan offensively and defensively against the Browns, I thought they were fantastic. But, you know, the Jets, C.J. Mosley's banged up. Quentin Williams is banged up. Even Le'Veon Bell's banged up. It is clear on paper you are the better football team. I think they need to go into New York tonight and smash these dudes straight up. Like, that's that's a good football team talent-wise. And I think it starts with the offensive line for the Browns. You got to protect Baker. He got hit entirely too much last week. Some of that was on Baker, right? He was holding the ball too long. But they got they got to protect him, keep him upright, and you'll see. I think their defense is okay. You know, if the, if the offensive line is playing, they're going to get the ball to their playmakers. They're going to put up a lot of points. Who surprised you the most the two weeks that you weren't expecting? I mean, to this degree, I, I mean, the Ravens team. look awesome. You went to a lot of camps. Yeah, no, the Ravens look awesome to this degree. And some of that's got to do with who they face. But they do look awesome. And, I look, I'm a Lamar guy. But, like, just the degree to the start they've gotten off to, I think has been um, really impressive. And I'm, I'm even, like, a little surprised at how inept the, um, <laughs> the Dolphins have been. I mean, they've been outscored 102 to 10, I think. They take That's insane. I think so. I mean, Yes. I mean, the, the roster stinks. They traded Larry and Tunsil. They're certainly not trying to win. They, they traded Tunsil. They got a good value more. for him. You know, they got good value. But it's it's going to be a long year in Miami. It, it, here's, a, here's the deal, though, because you know this is a football. You know, this is a passing league. That's okay. You can handle it if you get Tua or you get Justin Herbert, whichever one you like. Like, that's okay. You can handle that. Um, or Trevor Lawrence if they tank again next year. It's okay, but you better come out of this with one of those quarterbacks. And if you're one of those guys, Chris Chris Greer or Brian Flores, you better hope that they give you the time to see this through to the uh, to the end because it's hard going, you know, 1-31, and 31, as Hugh Jackson would tell you, and keeping your job. That's tough to do. The big story, of course, that we talked about at the beginning, Jalen Ramsey looks like he wants to be traded out of Jacksonville. Finish this up, Therese. How busy should Beach be on this deal? Should they forget about Minka? 
push all the chips all in? It depends on how much Jalen wants. Like, is he trying to, like, just destroy the all-time highest-paid cornerback record? Or does he just want to surpass it? You know, is Jackson Bill being reasonable? Like, do they want more than two first-round picks? It bec- it comes down to those things. If if the answer to those things is yes, like those guys, Jalen wants way, way, way too much, and the Jaguars want way, way, way too much and or that, you know, I think you move on Fitzpatrick, which is going to be a lot more reasonable and still has a chance to really help you. Did you see anybody ever standing up to Andy Reid? Standing up like that? Like that? On the side? Like, to do no, that to Big Red? I, I, Andy commands a lot of respect. Um, I mean – They've had guys here that have yelled at assistants, but you notice it never happens to Andy. Like nope. Marcus yelled at Bob Sutton, but it was never in Andy's nope. direction. People have too much respect for him. And I, I suspect if anybody ever did do that to Big Rick, they wouldn't be here very long. Perez, I will say this last thing for you. I've never seen Andy Reid this happy. He's joking around. He's fun, right? Yeah. I, have you ever seen him this happy? He's, no, he's got a special team, though. He should be. And he's got a special quarterback. Like, Mahomes is the guy that should deliver him his – you know, his, his Super Bowl head coach dream. And if Mahomes does that, guess what? Andy Reid's going into the Hall of Fame. Like Andy Reid is a Super Bowl win as a head coach away from going in the Hall of Fame based on his record of winning and his lineage, his long coaching tree. That's Trez Paler. Trez Paler show every Monday, 6 o'clock. BK usually in here with Trez. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Trez. Thanks, Bing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.